Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. What is up, guys? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Treadmill Talks. With Thanksgiving now behind us and Christmas quickly coming upon us, the vast majority of competitors are no longer in prep, which is why I want to talk about improvement season. Improvement season can be an extremely tricky time for a lot of competitors, especially if you recently competed a lot or were just in prep for a good portion of the year. Even though prep can be hard and grueling as fuck, most of us eventually get into that zone after a while. You know, that zone where you basically just become a fucking robot. Yes, coach. Got it, coach. You want me to jump, coach? How high, coach? Everything is regimented. Every hour of every day is planned out. And you're working towards a very specific goal, which actually makes it a lot easier to stay focused and motivated. After the show comes the reverse diet, which brings on all kinds of new challenges. But things still remain pretty regimented and structured for a while. And eventually you get to that maintenance point, which can be nice. Food has increased and cardio has decreased to more sustainable levels. You're not feeling hungry all the time. Your energy is great and your lifts are strong. Hopefully your menstrual cycle has even regulated and all of your hormones are functioning properly again. But suddenly you find yourself feeling a little bit lost. You're wondering what to do and where to go from here. Which is when a lot of competitors decide to jump right into another prep. Because, I mean, hey, why not? Physically, you're in a good spot to diet back down. And maybe mentally, you're in a good spot too. But does that actually mean that prepping again is really the right decision? Unless you are a seasoned IFBB pro, then chances are you could benefit from a solid improvement season. If your feedback was nothing else other than to come in tighter or to fix something small like your suit or tan or hair or something, then you're probably going to need more than just a couple of months to make any notable improvements, naturally or enhanced. It doesn't matter. You've got to do the work and you've got to put in that time. It's not because you have to have a certain percentage of body fat in order to make improvements or anything. That's a common misunderstanding. But your hormones do need to be functioning properly in order to be able to make improvements. And not many people have great hormone levels when they're super lean or if they're in a deficit. So yes, Typically speaking, there will be some necessary weight gain during an improvement season because you also need to eat enough food to be able to build muscle. However, this doesn't mean that improvement season is a time for it to be a free-for-all with food either because the more body fat you gain during improvement season, the longer you're going to need to prep for the next time. So you do want to try to keep the weight gain within reason. 
ideally you'd be able to build muscle without gaining any body fat. And technically speaking, yes, that is possible. But realistically speaking, it's damn near impossible. Which can be really hard for a lot of competitors to accept. Because you get yourself into the best physical shape of your entire life. And then you're told to gain weight and watch all of those beautiful lines disappear? It kind of doesn't make sense, does it? Except that it actually does make sense, at least once you truly understand what is actually going on physiologically during prep and during improvement season. And that's what I'm hoping to explain today. Because improvement season is where the magic happens. The top physiques that you see on the pro stages were not built when the athletes were shredded. They were built when they were eating a good amount of food and had more body fat. Some people try to argue this by using examples like Ashley Kay because she remains relatively lean year round. But one huge difference between Ashley Kay and the majority of the population is that she's been doing this shit for a long fucking time. She's already built that physique. And if you look at a lot of the other top pros who remain relatively lean year round, most of them didn't start out with those physiques either. But that's all we see because they've been at the top of their game for a while now. And unless they show some type of throwback or transformation photo, it can give us this false impression that they were an overnight success. And to be honest, a lot of them don't even share their improvement seasons because it's not as exciting as prep is. And unfortunately, I've noticed that social media engagement goes down a ton when you aren't in prep. So even the athletes who are gaining weight might not be showing it. Again, leaving us with a false impression that they remain lean year round. But I want to try to explain now on a more physiological level what is actually happening during a building, maintenance, and a fat loss phase. And although these examples can be applicable to absolutely anyone, I'm going to gear them specifically to competitors for simplicity's sake. And because this episode is about improvement season. I think I'll actually start by explaining what is happening during a fat loss phase, though, because this seems to be the easiest for most people to wrap their heads around since our society is all about weight loss and shrinking yourself down to as small as possible. When the goal is fat loss, you must expend more calories than you consume. This is what we refer to as a caloric deficit. And a caloric deficit is necessary in order to lose body fat, at least for about 99% of the population. But I'll get more into that 1% of people when I explain the maintenance phase. When you're in a fat loss phase during prep, you eat less calories than you expend. And you might do some additional cardio to expend even more calories, therefore putting you into an even steeper deficit in order to speed up the process. And while calories alone are indeed the main factor that we look at when the goal is simply to lose weight, macros play an extremely important role when the goal is more specifically fat loss. Because as a competitor, 
you need to get super fucking lean while maintaining as much muscle as possible to be competitive on stage. So I want you to think of this like you are keeping your muscle where it is while you are trying to bring your skin closer to that muscle. Now, if you are trying to build muscle, you need to consume more calories than you are expending, which is typically what an improvement season is for. And again, macros are going to play a big role in this because you could eat a surplus of calories and gain weight very easily. But if you want to gain muscle, then macros matter. You are not going to build muscle if you aren't consuming enough protein. You're just not. It's physically impossible. And it's the reason why so many older people lose muscle as they age. Because the typical person's diet does not get enough protein to even maintain muscle, let alone build it. But anyway, when you're trying to build muscle, I want you to think about it as if you are keeping your skin where it is at while you bring your muscle closer to your skin. So let me say that again. Because I want you to try to get a visual of what I'm saying. When the goal is fat loss, you are trying to keep your muscle where it is and you are trying to get your skin closer to your muscle. But when your goal is to build muscle, you are trying to keep your skin where it is and you are trying to bring your muscle closer to your skin. Now, a maintenance phase, at least in the bodybuilding world, means that you've basically built whatever muscle you've needed to build and your body fat is at a sustainable percentage. So the goal then becomes to simply consume the same amount of calories that you are expending. Simply. <laughs> uh, that's actually so fucking hard to do, which is why improvement season can be really hard for a lot of people. Because you're either going through a building phase where you might be putting on more weight than you are comfortable with, or you are trying to maintain your weight, which can make it feel like you aren't making any progress. Because making improvements during a maintenance phase takes a shit ton of time. It's absolutely possible though. I like to call it gain-taining. And this is what just about every competitor wants to do, but most competitors don't have the foundation or the patience for this shit, which is why a lot of coaches have their athletes go through building phases. Because when you're willing to eat more calories than you are expending, specifically from protein and carbs, then you are going to be able to build a lot faster than if you were to eat at maintenance. But this is where I mentioned that there is like a one-ish percentage of people that can lose body fat when they are not in a deficit. Clearly, that is not a scientifically backed statistic. But if you are able to get your macros dialed in flawlessly and you are willing to be patient as fuck, then yes, you can lose body fat while you are eating at maintenance calories. Theoretically speaking, you can even lose body fat when you are eating in a surplus, but your macros would have to be fucking perfect. And again, you would still have to be patient as shit because that approach would take so much time. 
Most of the time, amateur competitors are given feedback from the judges that they need to put on more size. Oftentimes for bikini competitors, it's to grow their glutes or their delts, maybe their back. But sometimes the feedback is to put on more size all around, especially if you want to compete in wellness or figure. If you haven't seen a pro wellness or figure competitor in person, they are beastly badass mamba jambas. And there is a good chance that they took years to build those muscles, meaning that they probably didn't do it during a maintenance phase. Because if your goal is to get that big and you're afraid to put on body fat, then you are going to need to be fucking regimented as hell for years, especially if you want to do it naturally. If you want to gain lean mass, which may I remind you is more than just muscle, it's bones, tendons, ligaments, skin, etc. And you don't want to have to wait a decade to get on stage, then you might want to do yourself a favor and just get the fuck out of your comfort zone and go into a building phase during your improvement season. Because comfort zones are where dreams go to die. And I will tell you straight up that my two best seasons were after taking a decent amount of time off to improve, which meant gaining a solid amount of weight. I'm actually currently in an improvement season and am sitting about 20 to 25 pounds above my anticipated stage weight. Now, I'd be lying if I said there aren't times that I miss looking down at washboard abs and it can be frustrating sometimes when I'm getting dressed and my clothes don't fit the same as they did just a couple of months ago. But hey, that's just an excuse to go shopping, right? (laughs) Okay, but real talk. I've got an ass that is fat enough to twerk again and I basically got a free boob job. Both of which are things that my husband is definitely not complaining about. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But on an actually more serious note, my hair is growing longer and healthier than it has in years. My nails are the longest and strongest they've been in years. My period comes like clockwork every 28 days with very minimal symptoms. My energy throughout the day and my strength during my workouts have been unreal. I'm sleeping like a fucking baby almost every night. I take amazing shits regularly again. And my mindset with food has improved so much that I'm actually using this time to work on getting back to intuitive eating. I'm trying new restaurants and eating foods that aren't considered macro friendly. And I am happy to give my husband a bite of my food since it wasn't meticulously weighed out. If you know, you know. (laughs) But in my case, I don't have plans to compete anytime soon. So I'm definitely giving myself more flexibility than I would if I knew I was going to be competing again in like six months or something. Depending on where you're at in your journey, you may want to keep things dialed in a bit more than I am. But right now, I'm excited to be taking up more space. It might be hard to tell when there are quite a few extra layers of fat around it, but I can feel how much my glutes are growing and I am excited as 
fuck about it. I know that I'll be shredded again eventually, and I have every intention of stepping on stage again someday in the future, but right now, I am loving improvement season more than I ever have in the past. And you can too. But a lot of it is going to come down to your mindset. Because where your focus goes, your energy flows. And where your energy flows, whatever you're focusing on grows. It's up to you whether or not you let the scale dictate what type of mood you're going to be in for the day. It's up to you whether or not you decide to dwell on the fact that your abs are gone and your pants are snug. And I promise you that nobody else cares how much you weigh or what size your pants are. Hell, a lot of times I hear stories about significant others who prefer their spouse to be a little bit more on the bootylicious side. And when you've got those extra curves... You can go on more relaxed dates where you don't have to bring your meal prep. Focus on that kind of stuff. Enjoy your killer strength in the gym. Embrace the extra energy you have to do more active stuff outside of the gym. If you're still struggling with motivation, then perhaps you could try setting some non-aesthetic goals. Work towards a new PR on hip thrusts or shoulder press, something that's conducive to training the areas that you need to bring up. Or set a goal to do a certain amount of push-ups or pull-ups. Fuck, you could even do a powerlifting competition or something totally new and outside of your norm. Do whatever you need to do to somehow find joy in the day-to-day grind. But also remember that improvement season doesn't mean it's a chance to totally let yourself go and eat everything in sight. Try not to go fucking ham on all of the delicious food you didn't eat during prep. Because that's just going to make your next prep longer and harder than it needs to be. And it could potentially be at the expense of your physical health, depending on how far you take shit. Relax a bit and live a little. But also remember that food will always be there. And you don't need to gain a ton of fat just to build muscle. Just enough to be healthy. I have a lot of different methods that I use to coach my athletes through improvement seasons and lifestyle clients too, actually. And they all depend on a lot of different variables, such as that individual's mindset, their physical health, their relationship with food, their future goals, like whether or not they plan to compete soon or not, and even more. For instance, I may be using this time in my personal journey to work more on intuitive eating, but I have clients who are in their improvement seasons and they are working more towards finding that perfect macro split or figuring out which foods do and don't digest well. Different parts of different journeys are going to look different. If you can find ways to embrace every part of the journey that you are on, then it is going to help you enjoy the journey that much more. And ultimately, that's what it's all about anyway. The journey, not the destination. I mean, honestly, what the fuck kind of life are you living if you are waking up every day feeling miserable just so you can feel good on stage a couple times of year for a few minutes. And what the fuck are you going to do when you reach the point where you can no longer compete? Because if you're 
constantly grinding and trying to stay as lean as possible for as long as possible, then you're just cutting your competitive career shorter and shorter. The athletes who have the most longevity in this sport are the ones who are not afraid to take a break from it. If you're worried that the judges are going to forget about you, let them. Come back later with a physique that has improved so fucking much that even if they do remember you, they don't recognize you. If you're sad because you don't want to lose all of that attention that you get on social media during prep, then you need to take a step back and ask yourself why you're actually doing this. Because anyone who actually gives a shit about you will still be there for you during an improvement season. One of my funnest, most enjoyable, and actually most successful preps was the one that I kept to myself until I was like two weeks out. I literally didn't tell anyone except for my husband. I would plan my refeeds around family get-togethers so that I could eat the food that they made, and I would wear baggier clothes so that they had no idea that I was leaning out. It was actually pretty fun because I was doing it 100% for me. I'm seriously considering doing it again whenever I decide to compete next, which again will be a while from now, and I may change my mind. I may tell people. I don't know. But yeah, I'm enjoying the fuck out of this improvement season. It's the most life that I have lived in quite a while. And I hope that you can find ways to enjoy your improvement season too. Make it a good one and shock the hell out of everyone the next time you step on stage. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my Treadmill Talks.